Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope that they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 30 of season 2 of This Osteopathic Life. That means we are at 70 episodes total so far since beginning, not including the special episode of music from the artist Rachel Palin, who plays the intro and outro in every episode, and the conversations that we've had so far four of. So that makes 75 of total times we've met here. Thank you for being here for those. I appreciate it. It's been a joy and a journey, and it continues to evolve. And I take each episode as it comes. In the beginning, there's a very clear outline. We were going through the history of osteopathic medicine and exploring the tenets and looking at my story. And it was relatively directed and directive, perhaps. And as the episodes have unfolded, it's really followed the tide, which we look in osteopathic medicine as the health, the lead, the directive, the way of knowing where we're going, of listening to inherent wisdom. And truly, often I am just met with an idea or a concept, and it often will evolve even in the midst of recording or in the midst of doing research leading to the recording. I've shared that with you periodically. And today what spoke to me so strongly is the idea of home. And at this very moment, I am back in Ashland, Oregon, in Southern Oregon, and I am in my gym. I am the owner and coach at Inconceivable Fitness, which was formerly a CrossFit affiliate, and we de-affiliated earlier this summer for a variety of reasons reflective of the leadership mission and vision of the founder in that time owner of CrossFit, which has since evolved. They have a new owner, and we're reevaluating that. But I'm here in a place that when I am in Ashland feels like home to me. And it's home because I have related to exercise as a medium for health and personal engagement, stress management, really a source of identity for myself for as long as I can remember. I think I've shared with you in the past, I found some old journals from high school and I can remember. I was a member of the YMCA. I ran regularly. I was on sports teams and I found journals from my senior year where I was going to workouts at a different fitness facility at 530 in the morning, aerobics classes and then do my practices after school. So some things change and some things stay the same that way. The gym is also a home-like place for me because of the community. It's a place where I am seen and heard and known and valued. And those same markers are extended to all who enter here. And it's such a fascinating sensation right? and feeling, emotion, being back in this space And today it is serving as an office for me. I've had calls throughout the day and it's a place I can come. And I feel, again, welcome and at ease in this space. Ashland 
became our home five years ago in August of 2015. We left Michigan and moved here. And I've had various iterations of feeling at home here. And my husband had the experience of feeling at home for the first time since he left South Africa at the age of 11. And that's a couple and a half decades of feeling not quite at home and then finding a place where that was possible. And so interesting that the two of us can have very different experiences of the same place, of the same people, of the same external environment, the same climate, and feel for one of us more at ease and at home and for one of us less at ease and at home. And so it doesn't have to do specifically with the environmental surroundings, the community itself, the culture, the space, the physical structures, but it really has to do with our thoughts about it and our sense of familiarity and how we identify with a community, with a climate, with a culture that allows us to have that feeling of at home. We've been talking a lot in feelings in my different courses that I'm teaching. We've talked about it here in different ways. And that's a concept worth exploring. And we try to get feeling words down to one singular word, but at home, perhaps we could allow a little bit of artistic license and say, is that a feeling? Is it a feeling to be at home? And what are the thoughts, if we allow that to be a feeling, that bring us that feeling of being at home? Maybe comfortable. We could use that as a synonym but really that belonging sense or fitting in. And here's a space where we could go to that feelings wheel and explore a little bit more. But let's just stay with that home for a moment and notice. I could ask my husband directly, but I could postulate based on conversations. I could think about my own sentiments around being here. And there are some pieces that very much make me feel at home. And so what are those thoughts? Maybe people here share my values and I feel at home. It may be that it's a walkable town that makes me feel at home. It may be that I lived my dream and still am of owning a gym. That makes me feel at home. Maybe that my children have deep connections here. That can make me feel at home. There are also challenges that I feel that make that feeling not as accessible to me. One is water. And if you've been with me on any of my channels over the last three months, you'll know that I completed a swim challenge between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. And that was 94 days. And I added one more to get to an even number. 95 days consecutively swimming. So immersing myself in the fresh open water of the Grand Traverse Bay or Lake Michigan, which is a continuous uh, body of water, 94 days, and I felt so much at home. If I had to pick one place in the world, it would be there, in the fresh open water of Lake Michigan, basically at any temperature. And it was a very gracious summer. It was rarely cold. And even on the days it was, it was still swimmable, tolerable, welcome. And so when I arrive in Ashland, there is very little direct open fresh water, and there is very little in the world that compares to the Grand Traverse Bay or Lake Michigan, and I'm very aware of that. But in general, the access to water is less available. 
here in Southern Oregon. It isn't impossible. There are beautiful mountain lakes. The rivers in Oregon are spectacular. And so it's there, but in a different way. And if I have the mindset that the place I feel most at home is in this specific place, it can be very difficult to feel at home anywhere else. And so noticing why I feel so at home in the water, I feel buoyed, I feel lifted, I feel refreshed. And those, interestingly, are thoughts, right? Those are statements. And I can apply those in any situation. And that could bring me the feeling perhaps of contentment. And so maybe that's the synonym that I'm looking for is that sense of content, maybe safe, secure. Let's go with content for now and noticing that as a possibility. And perhaps that could help direct the capacity to feel at home in a wider variety of settings and situations. But I've noticed over the course of these last five years, and we have moved back and forth. And it's an interesting concept and construct for me because I grew up in one home. My mom still lives in that home since 1964 or early 1965. And she's still there, same home. Reference point, constant, consistent. However, during that time, I did spend a lot of time in other homes. My aunt and uncle lived nearby, and I spent many times there. I had cousins living in the neighboring town, and I would spend time with them. I spent a lot of time at the houses of my friends and my siblings, who are older than I am. They are out in the world, and I stayed at their homes. And so I found the ability to be at home in multiple settings. And so from here, I want to look at some of the definitions, as we have in the past, of what it means, right? What home can mean. And a home can be one's place of residence. A home can be the social unit formed by a family living together. A home can be a familiar or usual setting, a congenial environment. A home can be a place of origin. Interestingly, a little bit out of the box, home can be an establishment providing residence and care for people with special needs. Home can be the objective in various games. That's a fascinating one for me who loves board games. The idea of at home, right, to be relaxed and comfortable at ease, to be in harmony with the surroundings, to be on familiar ground. Looking at home as a descriptor, an adverb, to or at one's place of residence or home, to a final, closed, or ultimate position, to a vital, sensitive core, right? The truth struck home. Home is an adjective of relating to or being a place of residence, place of origin, or base of operations, prepared, done, or designed for use in a home, operating or occurring in an area that is a headquarters or base of operations. And then home is a verb, Right, to go or to return to one's place of origin, to move to or toward an object, excuse me, to move to or toward an objective by following a signal or landmark, to proceed or direct attention toward an objective. Looking at all of those, there's some fascinating opportunities here. And one that we've noted in our twos and our froze, and as I related my mom's house, so I have moved residences, various apartments, which can come with being in medical training when you have to move 
for base hospital systems and third and fourth year internship, residency, first jobs, next jobs. And we lived in one place for 10 years. But we lived in an apartment and then in a condo and then a home, which we identified as a dream home. At that time, we sold that, moved to Ashland and bought a house, a home, if you will, however you want to reference it, and sold that and returned to Michigan. And we lived in various rentals in the spaces between bought a home in Traverse City in Northwest Michigan, where I have been recording for the last five months. And here I am now. The space I'm in is the gym. We have been housed in the homes of friends extremely generously for extended periods of time. Our family of five, which now includes an additional two furry creatures. And what we've noticed, what has become a family mantra of sorts, is that we can find home wherever we are. We can find community wherever we are. And I will admit, I'll share with you, as I was making this journey westward, I had a lot of concerns because I've arrived into Ashland with different feelings over the years. And as you might know, it has been subject to wildfires of various severity, most recently quite severe, not directly in Ashland itself, but in the immediate surrounding towns, which directly impacts the community because it's very integrated and intertwined. And it's subject to the smoke from wildfires, whether they are proximal or distant because of the nature and the anatomy of the valley. And so that has made me feel unsettled, right? So if comfortable and at ease is at home, unsettled would be perhaps on the opposite end of the spectrum for that. And so I was considering as I was making this journey and leaving what was a very comfortable home space, both the physical structure of the house, the lake, as I referenced, I'm a native of Michigan, and so there's that inherent sense of home base in the state in general of arriving here. And how would it feel? And I will say that thus far, it's been fewer than 24 hours at this point, but I've been surprised at the ease. And interestingly, I was prepared for any response. And at the same time, choosing, right, selectively leaning into a space of that thought that home is where I am. Home is where my family is. Home is community. Home really is all around. I do believe in connection and the oneness of humanity. And particularly in this time, particularly because of the recent fires, which have destroyed 2,375 homes, houses, structures by the last count. And seeing still how so many feel very much at home and many do not and both are allowed acceptable understandable worth exploring honorable in need of adequate support but home doesn't always have to reflect four walls a roof doors and windows a home can be what we make it and so if we look at One of those definitions, the social unit formed by a family living together. Interestingly, in this last month, I was home relatively alone. My own direct nuclear family was in Oregon. They moved in advance for the school year, which coincided with the timing of the fires. But they were at home in other ways and with friends for extended intervals, with another set of friends, 
for a week of reprieve from the smoke. And I was at home in Michigan separately. And so there, were we still at home? Because we weren't living together during that time, but we were connected, right? We were still connected and we could still know that we were anchored together in our core values and our thoughts and our intentions. And during that time, I had the lucky experience of my mother coming to stay with me for extended intervals and helping. And so there was an opportunity to be home in that social unit formed by living with that portion of my family for that interval of time, which was an unexpected and very welcome experience. Home as a place of origin and noticing that experience for me automatically. It's almost instantaneous. If I stand on a sandy beach on fresh water, it feels very much like home. And the same for my husband. He grew up with more of the mountain landscape, drier climates. And so when he stands in southern Oregon or at the coast of Oregon, that seems more like home to him. That's the reference point because of the place of origin that has been established. And that can be a subconscious thought. Well, it's home when, right? It's home when these plants are present. It's home when this is the climate. It's home when I see these particular species of animals. Noticing that. And that could be possible for two people to have those two different experiences. Thinking about home as a familiar or usual setting. And I would say that is what makes the gym feel at home. And if you ask my family, my friends, they would say, if you would count it hours, right, this is one of the spaces where I spent the most time between coaching, training myself, bringing the kids here on rainy days to run around. So just based on time spent. We often see that with work and we do that calculation. Sometimes it can be a little distressing because the majority of hours that we spend are in the work environment. And some people can be upset by that. But we might just say, Okay, that is how it is. And we can appreciate that sense of being at home at work because of the familiarity of it and let that be okay. It doesn't have to make us feel bad for the time spent there, but why not feel at home in that environment, especially if you are enjoying what it is that you're doing. Maybe let yourself feel free in that sense of the space. Looking at home at home as relaxed, comfortable at ease, and in harmony with the surroundings. And that is the piece that I think has changed for me on this return journey. I can remember that very first day we stepped off the plane in August 2015. It was smoky, but not nearly to the severity as it has been in some of the more recent summers or presently, although I will admit right now the air is pristine outside. The very first day, it was nighttime, so visually there wasn't anything, but you could smell the smoke when you walked up the plane. And I remember very distinctively thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? How did I do this? Bring us here in soccer practice had been canceled for that week. And at that time, my oldest was eight, and he was very into soccer, and I had made this big to-do about, why wow, you can play soccer year-round in this place, because in Michigan, it snows, and so we don't have outdoor soccer in the winter. There are some indoor options. So excited. And the first active business is no soccer for that first week. And I thought, well, I didn't, I didn't think that one through. And admittedly, it just wasn't information that was available to me. I didn't know of the wildfire season. That was a naive way to be able to live in the bubble of the Midwest. But it's how it was. And so I felt 
automatically an inability to be at home in this setting. And while there were many ways I could find that ability to be at home, that unsettledness continued. Not to do with anything of the surroundings, because plenty of people feel 100% at home here. And so what I've begun to realize over the course, particularly over these past six months, is that it isn't the settings. It isn't the climate. It isn't any of those external circumstances that make me feel unsettled or not at home. It is my thoughts. And so I was very conscientious and intentional on the trip over of how do I want to arrive? And that might sound a little far-fetched or crazy, but why not? Why not investigate and inquire with yourself? How do I want to feel in this situation? And once I've identified that feeling, and if it is settled, content, at ease, at home, what are the thoughts that bring me that feeling reliably? And if it's something very specific, like swimming 95 days in a row in West Bay off of Lake Michigan, that makes it a little bit difficult to extrapolate it. But if I can say that as regularly immersing myself in an environment that is comfortable, welcoming, that takes away my stress, that allows me to be undistracted, then that can be applied in different settings. So I can notice again, where do I feel content and where do I feel at ease? So I'm in this space right now. I'm standing in the gym. I feel 100% at ease in here. And many people would not. So as I look out around me, I'm surrounded by barbells and weights and rowers and boxes, big rigs, rings, ropes. Plenty of people would open the door, close it and walk right back out. Plenty of people have. So it's not the equipment that makes me feel at ease. It's my thoughts about it. And I say, I've had success here. I've enjoyed workouts here. I spent time with people here. This is a fun place. This is a place I can feel engaged and encouraged. This is a place where I can challenge myself. This is a place where I can celebrate victories. This is a place where I can coach others. And those things make me feel at ease, leading toward excited and I can be on a similar continuum but with a little bit higher energy than the contentment portion and so how can I apply similar thoughts to anywhere in town here and take them with me wherever I go and that's what allows me and my family to live truly into that sentiment of being at home wherever we are and while it's challenging Admittedly, and more than once in the last few weeks as I knew this trip was approaching and having to make decisions, and to be honest, they're not made yet. And if we learned anything in 2020, are the decisions ever made? Because literally as soon as we've had a plan for something this year, the next minute, a new regulation comes up, a new requirement, to no fault of anyone's because we're navigating unprecedented experiences. But knowing we can make the decision in the moment and reevaluate it, decide, gather new data, continue on. But in any case, knowing this was coming up, I had felt this overwhelm, which is a whole other feeling. Because I would think people shouldn't do this, right? Who does this? Who lives between these two places and makes these choices? And that's not helpful because the answer is, well, you do. And so right now that's what's happening. And how can you make that work for you? How can you make that successful? And it is possible. 
And so as I approach this and as I approach discussions with my children and with my husband, being able to say, well, what makes you feel at home and at ease and content and comfortable and relaxed and in harmony? And we can explore those thoughts together, as can you. And so if you have had the experience recently, historically, if you can envision times coming up as we continue through this entirely unpredictable year, and if any of those are desirable feelings for you, relaxed, comfortable, at ease, in harmony, content, at home, notice, first of all, how does that feeling feel for you? And pick any of those words and focus on it. And let's think about content and notice how content shows up in our body. What color might it be? And for me, it's kind of a clear blue. Not super surprising, given that I associate it pretty directly with water. And it's smooth. And I've noticed that repeatedly in the water, but I can feel that feeling in my body as well, that it's this soft, silky texture. But it has texture. I might think, well, it's just water, right? Water, it's water. But it has this texture, and it's moving, Right, And it's moving and it can change rates, but it's definitely not stagnant. It's not frantic or frenetic either, but there's some continuous movement involved. There's gentle noise associated with it. It's cool, but not cold. Right, It's cool and refreshing, not cold and shocking. And it's lifting, right? It has that anti-gravitational effect of water, so I can float it can hold me, right? I can be suspended in it. And it's not free of challenge necessarily. There's some resistance, right? There's fluid resistance there. But I can move smoothly through it. It's not blocking me. It's not inhibiting me. And so as I think about content and how it feels, I can notice those times I felt content and notice the thoughts around it. I welcome this. I'm relaxed here. I'm free here. I can float here. This is reliable. This is consistent. I find peace here. I'm not distracted here. I can listen to my thoughts clearly here. And so as I begin to notice those thoughts and that they're not specific to any one particular circumstance or environment, it gives me strength and opportunity to really expand beyond and so I extend to you the invitation this week to look at those times you have felt the desired feeling and identify, identify that word, identify all the descriptors, and then find a time, ideally in the most recent history, the sooner it has been that you have felt it, the better, right? The more you're able to tap into those really direct experiences, but it's okay if it hasn't been a while. Maybe look and say, why? Why has it been so long since I felt that? And then notice what was I thinking? Right? It wasn't necessarily that external environment that was happening. What was I thinking in that time? And then see which of those thoughts are pretty broadly applicable. And how can you take them with you into different environments, especially a place perhaps where you very rarely feel at home, at ease, comfortable, in harmony with your surroundings. And if you take these thoughts with you, you might not get all the way to content. But maybe you'll get out of that dis-ease feeling, that unsettled feeling a little more quickly. And then over time, you can find yourself more near that at-home sense. 
And so I'll keep you posted on my to and fro on what house we are living in, what location we're staying in for what interval of time. But I can say more confidently with a lot of gratitude in my heart that that statement, that mantra, that mission by which my family and I have lived over these last five years is that we truly are at home wherever we are because of the thoughts that we're choosing in any situation. So I thank you for allowing me to work through that with you. I hope it resonates and I hope you'll continue to join me here for these solo episodes. I hope you're enjoying the conversations for the health of all things. It's been such a joy to spend time interviewing others and hearing their stories. And I appreciate the opportunity to share that with you. Those will continue to come out on Tuesdays and we'll meet again. 75 episodes, much gratitude for each and every one, for each and every moment that you've taken of your time to spend with me. This is Dr. Neely Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.